Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Rice, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have Sabrina on with us um, to talk all about building a sustainable schedule. So Sabrina, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been a longtime listener, so this feels like such a treat. Yay. Well, I'm very excited um, because I feel like this is a topic that my listeners like would really resonate with. It was one of those that as soon as we saw it in our inbox, we're like, yes, we need to talk about this because, <laughs> you know, the majority of our listeners are moms and um, we just were trying to juggle so much um, and, you know, building this business thing and having kids. And it's just it's a lot to manage. So I am really excited to be able to jump into this topic. Um, Before we do, in case some listeners are not familiar with who you are, what you do, would you mind like giving a little bit of an introduction so that we have like something to refer to going forward? Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Sabrina Gebhardt, and I'm a lifestyle photographer of over 11 years. I am in Fort Worth, Texas, and I've been an educator for about the past six. Um, I've spoken at Reset for the past two years, and I have a course and a mastermind. And my favorite place to teach actually is I go live on Instagram once a week, and I just answer random questions. So it's a really fun way to just kind of Uh, get a pulse on where the creative community is and what everybody's struggles are. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And Sabrina and I were both just at Reset. Um, We were both speakers there. So that was fun to be able to run into each other and see each other in person before jumping on um, to record this. So um, yeah, well, I'm excited just to jump in and have a conversation about building a sustainable schedule. So I'm going to just like pass it over to you because you're the expert in this. Um, Tell us, you know, why is this a struggle? How can we overcome this? Like, let's just talk. Yeah. So creatives, I mean, we always have all the ideas, right? Like it's just one idea leads to another idea leads to another cool idea. And I feel like it's kind of like squirrel syndrome. Like we are just constantly like pinging around. And then you throw in the fact that motherhood, kids, regular life, work routines, self-care. I mean, we are juggling all, all of the things and it's, it's a lot. Um, and I think another thing that creatives really struggle with that adds to this scheduling problem is lacking follow through, right? Like we start a bunch of things and we start to go down a bunch of paths, but we never actually like complete it and then move on to the next thing. And so that's creating more imbalance because we're throwing more balls into our juggling uh, pile. Right. Um, And then we try to, it's hard to say, I mean, 
a lot of creators are like, oh, I'm going to batch schedule or, oh, I'm going to set up my routine like this. But they, again, lacking the follow through, like not actually putting those systems into place and not having enough focused work time to actually get anything done. So it's like, well, I mean, I started working on that, but I didn't finish it. So tomorrow I've got to work on it some more and then some more. And we are just constantly spinning our wheels, bouncing between like, well, let me go to run to pick up and then I've got to run to the store and then I've got to respond to these emails and then I've got to edit this gallery. And then, and it's just this never ending cycle because multitasking is not a thing, right? right. Um, which is so funny because we all are like, oh yeah, I multitask all the time. And no, you don't. No, you don't. Um, so all of this looks, it's it's a struggle that we have because so many ideas because of the nature of being a creative, um, lacking follow through, lack of boundaries, not being able to say no. It's all of these little ugly pieces that we know about, but it comes together and that is what leads to burnout because yes. we have created a mess of our schedule and we're allowing it to run us. For sure. And I like totally relate to so much of what you said, especially in my early like first and second year of business that that was exactly what I was feeling. I was an excited visionary and had all these ideas, but man, when it came down to actually like doing the things... I got burnt out really fast because I was trying to do so much. And um, I, after my first year, and it was pure chaos that fall where I was serving like 100 families and working all the time and had yeah. a baby at home and was pregnant. And it was just so much that yeah. I was like, no, this is this is not sustainable because I'm going to die. Like This is not going to yes. work. No, seriously. And yeah. So that's when I decided like, okay, I have to make a change. It's not like, do I want to make a change? It's like, if I want to survive here in this industry, I have to make a change because this, I can't keep doing this. And yeah. so, so much of what you said, I like really, really resonated with. Um, and I know for me, yes, I'm terrible at multitasking. I, we all are if we're honest with ourselves because right. we can't just do all the things at once. Well, we're doing a bunch right. of things mediocre. Um, but for me, I, I know that I've gotten into like seasons of my life where I'm like, I'm going to set a routine for this. I'm going to set a routine for that. Like I'm a Enneagram three. So I'm very much like, let's do the thing. I'm going to make the plan, whatever. But what right. I found over the years is routines. <laughs> like I, I struggle, you know, using the word balance and having a routine because for me, I like to use the word rhythm instead because so yeah. many, like there are some seasons where things go faster, some are slower. And we, it's kind of like this dance to a music where we have this rhythm in place of, okay, you know, I can survive going hard for this amount of time and then it's got to change and something has to flow. And, um, right. it's just been like an ongoing learning curve for me yeah. personally about yeah. learning well, how to create. I love, I love that you say rhythm because that allows for things to change exactly yes. like you said with the seasons. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Yes. Like you said, you're like, we put this, you know, routine in place with air quotes and we think, okay, well, we're good. That's going to be my routine forever and ever and ever. Amen. But having the flexibility to re to realize it might only be something that works for you for a month right. or for this week, you know, and things are constantly going to change based on, you know, what's happening with your kid's school and in your personal life and how, if you're in busy season or not with your own clients and are you launching something new and is everyone in your household healthy? Are yes. you traveling? I mean, 
having that flexibility to constantly reevaluate what your schedule looks like and having the flexibility to allow it to ebb and flow is huge. For sure. And I think that's the key to like, to the sustainable part of we can't run on a hundred at all times. Like if we were to push our cars to the max, like miles per hour, our cars would not last long. Like we have to have seasons where we're going slower. And so I feel like somebody needed to hear that. Like that's a good reminder for somebody that's like, it's okay to go slower for a season. You're not less productive. Like I feel like self-care is productive. And like that's, that was a priority for me this year of like, how do I prioritize my health? How do I prioritize my, my mental health? Um, just myself, because if I'm going to be like a successful business owner, then I have to take care of myself. I'm our greatest commodity, you know? Yeah, exactly. So good. So let me ask you this. We've, we've used the word sustainable a few times here so far. So Obviously, sustainable looks different for everybody, right? What's yes. sustainable for you may not be sustainable for me. And, you know, our our rhythms and routines are going to look different. So, you know, how do we fight that comparison trap that is so easy to fall into looking at somebody else and seeing, oh my gosh, look at all they're doing. Well, I have to be doing that. That's not sustainable for us. Like surely that's, you know, something that's not just going on in my mind, but in other people's too. I'd love to hear your kind of take on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that falls into the category of like the imposter syndrome and what everybody else is doing. And I always tell my students, I'm like, that is something that we will constantly battle with. Like that is not something that we will ever just check it off. We're never going to have a problem with that again, because we are constantly in a world where we, we are seeing what everybody else is doing. Even when you pull back from social media, even when you try and remove yourself, I mean, the internet throws everyone else's businesses and lives in our face all the time. And, um, it is easy to look around and be like, well, she's balancing this and this and this and this, and she looks great. Why can I not balance just one of those things, you know? Um, So it's really about knowing what matters to you and what you can handle. And I tell photographers this all the time, the amount of sessions I can handle in one month versus the amount of sessions you can handle in one month is totally different because we have kids that are different ages and we have different support systems and we have different schedules and different evening. I mean, it's just every little, there's so many different facets that go into what we can handle. And then it's also our personality type. Maybe I'm an introvert and I need way more downtime you know, um, and maybe the extrovert who loves to really be rocking and rolling all the time wants to do more. So that's about knowing yourself, but also knowing what your family needs. If you are married and you have kids, what is sustainable for your family? Okay. Because you might think you're fine, but maybe your spouse or your kids or your friends or your community are seeing you and they're like, we're not getting enough of you. We're not getting enough support, right? So it's it really is that like hard work. You really have to pull back and say, okay, just because you can do all those things, are you doing them well? Are you still taking care of your relationships? Are you still sleeping at night? Are you physically healthy? All of that stuff plays into it. And when you talk about a sustainable schedule and building a business that sustains, It will look like it will look different to everyone. And it also 
speaks to what success looks like to you, which is also different for everyone. Yes. There is not one definition of success. You know, success to me might look like being able to take two months off in the year and being able to only work with the best of the best clients that come through my inbox and charging a certain amount of money. I mean, success to me looks totally different than it does to my neighbor. And part of that is building a schedule that will sustain you towards that level of success for the long term. Yes, that's so good because I had that conversation with my business coach, um, Graham Cochran, who is like huge in the creative online education space. Um, mm-hmm. I was in his mastermind all last year and he and I would have this conversation about um, like profit margins, for example. Yeah. I would say, Graham, yeah. just out of curiosity, like, what's your profit margin? And yeah. he's like, oh, it's 90%. I'm like, excuse me, Whoa. what? Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sustainable for me. And so, right. like, I would tell him, I'm like, okay, well, my like goal for a profit margin is a whole lot lower because we have very different goals. He doesn't have a team. He is like doing stuff on his own and he only works once a week. And he's like built this seven figure empire because he started this years and years and years ago when like he he like got in on ground level of YouTube basically. And so that like sustains his business, which is great. So excited for him. That's not my reality. Right. And so I told him, I said, well, my goal is I only want to work um, you know, three days a week. And of course he works less, but he, you know, the average yeah. person would work five days a week. I said, I only want to work three days a week. And I, you know, to be able to sustain that lifestyle, I have to hire a team to be able to come in and help because it's just right. not realistic for me to be able to do all that needs to be done in that amount of time. So my profit, my profit margins are lower. And that's something that I had to like come to terms with within myself yep. of like, yep. I'm okay knowing that I could make more if I worked more, but I don't want to sacrifice that time that I'm choosing to devote to my family instead, that that was like an yeah. intentional decision where I went from, I had a full-time job as a youth pastor and I did that for nine years that I was working full-time and, um, you know, several of those years where my kids were in full-time daycare and that was fine. That was the season we were in. And, um, then now we're just in a different season. And so it's like, what I value is I want, um, you know, to be able to work this, the hours that I do, which means I'm going to have to pay team members to help me with stuff. And so, you know, but for somebody else that may not be what they, their ideal day is. You know, I have a friend of mine that she wants to work five days a week and she can't imagine only working three days. She's like, no, I, I love working and I want to work five days a week. And like, that's what her, her schedule looks like. And everybody's so different based on our own like goals and aspirations. So I think that's important to note. Exactly. And I tell students all the time, I like to compare it to the scene in The Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts, where she tries all the eggs. Okay. A lot of times because of social media and the internet and all the newsletters that hit our inbox and just we're flooded with so much information about what other people are doing. We don't really know what we want and it's become muddied by what everybody else is doing, right? right? Like we have this vision of this quote unquote successful entrepreneur and what that's supposed to look like. But if you pull back and you go through the exercise of Julia Roberts tasting all the eggs, um, you can determine what actually matters to you. And then you are able to filter that through the lens of, okay, now that I know what matters to me, how can I make that a reality for my business? 
Yes. And like, how, where are you as your best self? Like, I know I'm the best version of myself when I take a nap every day. (laughs) So I schedule that into my day that I'm able to take a nap. Or I know that I'm the best version of myself whenever I get dedicated time to work on my business because I love it. And I like have so many ideas that I need to get out. So I have a scheduled like time work hours because that's what I enjoy. But that's how my kids are going to get the best version of me too, is when I'm able to focus on that so that I can put it away at you know and feel okay putting it aside so that I can go spend spend time with them so that's exactly so good so what would you say are maybe some practical things that our listeners can do this week this month you know to kind of start this habit of building a sustainable schedule yeah so the first thing uh is I like to take just a blank week calendar you know like print one off of the internet like the free just download it and print it just a, you know, Sunday through Saturday or Monday through Sunday and put, put in your dream week. Okay. But the problem is, um, I always recommend you start with your personal commitments first. And I think this is where people get it wrong because entrepreneurs are like clients come first, my business comes first. And that's where we get tripped up, right? So if you think through what a standard week looks like, including carpools and sports, and if you have regular therapy or doctor's appointments, uh, if you've got a full-time job, if you wanna prioritize date night, I mean, literally all of your personal things, going to the gym, Bible study, whatever it is, and put that stuff in your calendar and then work into, okay, this is what it's like when I'm actually getting to participate in my life. So where can I work? And then finding those chunks of time to to work backwards. Um, And specifically speaking to the photography community, um, it's really figuring out, okay, but how many sessions can you actually fit in? Because just because you have an hour of availability on Friday afternoon doesn't mean that you can actually take on one more session this week knowing how many hours you're actually going to be spending with that client from start to finish. It's not the one hour of shooting. It is the one hour plus the driving to and from plus the emailing back and forth and the culling and the editing and the blogging and the social media. And so I tell uh, my photography students, you've got to know how many hours you're spending with each one-on-one client, whether you're a coach or a photographer or a web designer or whatever it is, whatever you do, how many hours average you're looking at, and that's what you plan into your week. So if you've only got seven hours available per week for work time, you're probably only taking one client, you know? And so the key is to put your personal life first and then back into your clients. The other thing that I think we struggle with um, is not having enough white space in our calendar. Yes. So um, everybody talks about white space and everybody defines it differently. I personally, I don't even want you to like schedule self-care there. I want it to literally be blank, like totally blank. And uh, the way I look at it is if I'm going to allow myself white space on Thursday morning from nine to noon, when I wake up on Thursday morning, I will decide what I need. Okay, not what my business needs, not what my family needs. What do I need on Thursday morning? If I'm like, you know what, I would love to go get a pedicure and have lunch with a friend. Great. That's what I'm going to do. You know what? I would love to go back to bed. I'm exhausted. I'm going to drop the kids off. I'm going to get back in bed and I'm going to take a nap. Great. 
read a book, go on a walk, whatever it is your soul needs. But the reason I don't want you to intentionally put self-care there is because once you have an appointment in that time slot, even though it's a fun appointment, you still wake up with a little bit of pressure. Like I have to be somewhere. I have to be ready. I have to be out the door. I have to get there. And it kind of um, pulls away from the purpose of giving your mind and your body a chance to pause and reset. That's so good. Yeah, that that's an exercise like with the um, the dream day or whatnot. Yeah. I I created a Google calendar on my phone called my ideal day um, yeah. or my ideal week, and I put in you know the the drop offs, the pickups, all all the you know obligations that we have for the kids, gymnastics class and whatnot. But yeah. then I schedule in like, okay, I want to do date night here. I want to take the kids to the library here. Like we yeah. we go to the library every Tuesday. My kids know that it's like oh, something they look forward to. So I put that yeah. in my ideal week. Like. Do we get to do it every week? No, but ideally that would be something that we do. And I yeah. like, I keep it on my phone in my Google calendar with just like recurring every single week so that I can see it. I love it. That way, if I want to just glance, you know, the night before I look at my ideal day and say, how can I make this happen? Like it doesn't happen all the time. Of course, you know, things come up, plans change, right. but if I'm like, this is where I know that I would be my very best version of myself. How can I make this happen? And then I do, you know, write in work work blocks, you know, from nine to noon, I'm going to be working on Mondays and then, you know, whatnot so that I can, you know, hopefully get all the things done. But I, it's whatever time you give yourself to work, you'll fill the time. And so I think yes. for me, especially going from working full time and having, you know, very limited time on my business to having all the time in the world that I wanted to spend on my business, I had to decide what was my ideal, like you were saying, the ideal number of hours that you would spend on your business. Or I guess if, you know, if you work full time, how much time do you actually have? And then right. write it in there because it's amazing what happens when we give ourselves a deadline, right? Whenever you exactly. say, I am only working for two hours today. It's like all of a sudden we learn how to prioritize and say, what do I absolutely have to get done? Because I only have two hours. Whereas if yep. we give ourselves two weeks on a project, what are we going to do? Just naturally right. wait until the last minute to do it. And so that's that's something that's really helped me is like literally putting in, okay, my work block is from this time to this time. I set my own schedule. So I get to choose when I work best. Like I don't set a work block from 2 to 4 p.m. I am asleep right. at that time. Like my right. body is not going. Right. Now my husband, on the other hand, that's his like best time of day where he's super productive is in the afternoon, early evening. For me, it's in the morning. So I would much rather, you know, wake up early, get my stuff done. That way I know my best energy was used that way. But I feel like we can't do that exercise if we don't know the why, right? We don't want, yeah. we, if you don't know why you're wanting to, you know, create this schedule, what motivates you, what are the things yeah. that would keep you happy and healthy, you know, physically, mentally, and then like, actually doing the things, right? Because yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, self-care and creating this sustainable schedule, I think it's a habit and it's a, it's, it's something that we have to practice because it doesn't come yeah. naturally. For sure. And I feel like it's also a matter of realizing that it is okay for us to push back against the 40 hour week where yes. we're supposed to do everything perfectly and being willing to say, you know what? this is what it looks like for me to be successful and thriving and healthy and all the things. 
And I'm going to create that and I'm going to be willing to say no to things and I'm going to be willing to turn things down and I'm going to be willing to put myself first sometimes. Um, and it's the constant struggle of like continuing to tell yourself that it's, it is a habit, but I also think it's a habit that you are always working on. Yes. Right. For sure. Um, yeah. And for creatives and just entrepreneurs in general, I mean, when, when we get an inquiry in our inbox, I mean, we see dollar signs, like that's what happens. And that immediately goes toward, oh my gosh, that could go towards my vacation. That could go towards my, you know, renovation or whatever it is. Um, but really sticking to those boundaries of, I only can sustain this many clients per week or per month. And if I have to scroll into my calendar, like two, three, four, six months in advance before I have availability, being willing to tell people that and stop saying, well, I'll fit you in, I'll squeeze you in. I mean, there's no amount of money that is worth the burnout that one too many clients gives you, yes. right? And I think that is something that comes with experience because new entrepreneurs are like, nope, I'm going to take every single client. I'm going to do every single thing. I'm going to make every single person happy. And unfortunately, I think that's a lesson that has to be learned on your own. Yeah. You know, like you, you don't know it until you know it. <laughs> I agree with that. And I think that the boundaries conversation is a really important one because especially, you know, like you're saying as entrepreneurs and whenever that inquiry comes in, what's our like default? It's to answer it right away. Right. Um, yep. And that was something that I was like, I struggled with of like living in my inbox. I would, I would, stress myself out if it was 9 p.m. and somebody emailed me and I would have to respond right then while I was watching a movie with my family like and yeah. there came a point when I was like no there are only a handful of people that like have to be able to to access me past 8 p.m. Right. and so I like made it made a choice to become inaccessible after yeah. 8 p.m. well really really I'm inaccessible like to clients after like 6 p.m. but yeah. for even for like family friends or like my mom she loves I love my mom she probably is listening to this right now hi mom <laughs> like she, she's my biggest <laughs> cheerleader but there are times like if it's 8 9 p.m. I don't answer text messages from my mom, my family, unless like yeah. I'm in the mood for it. But most of the time, like I'm in, yeah. I go to bed early and so yeah. I'm in a wind down phase. So I don't, I don't answer them. And so especially with clients, if somebody sends an email at 9 PM, they can hear from me tomorrow morning at 8 AM. Like, and that's yeah. an absolutely appropriate boundary to set. And for me, that helped because I'm the type of person that it takes me a long time to shut my brain off. I yes. just have so many thoughts and so many ideas. And when somebody, you know, emails in, then my brain starts going a million miles yep. an hour. And I found that it was not worth it to me to be thinking about, you know, there, what are they going to say back whenever I respond to them? And what if I don't respond fast enough? And it was keeping me awake at night. And so it's like, that's not worth it to me. I would so much rather set the boundary. You know, people say they hate autoresponders. I'm like, listen, autoresponders set yes. boundaries and they set yes. expectations. And to me, they, yeah. they're great to be able to manage expectations before you even have to get there. So I don't have you know, clients emailing me and expecting a response immediately. They know I answer emails between this time and this time, period. And yep. I don't have to apologize for setting those boundaries. Um, there are occasionally when people try to push them and 
you know, we got to just hold strong because I know that it's not worth it in the end to have to deal with that. You know, I had um, a client that was working with one of my associates on my associate team and they didn't read their contract that they signed. They didn't read the invoice that they paid. Like we had the turnaround time listed in like four places and they didn't read it. They didn't pay attention and that's not on me. And so they were calling us saying, well, I expect my photos within the next 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. And they were trying to bully me. And I said, listen, and I probably repeated myself like four times on the phone. I said, no, you will not be receiving your photos within 24 hours. Here's our turnaround time. Here's where we listed it in all the places. Um, And so, no, you will not be receiving your photos within 24 hours. And like, I'm not going to apologize for it because that's a boundary that I set and was very clear on. And so um, I think so many times, like, creative women especially like can get into this apology mode of like oh I'm sorry I can't like I'm so sorry that I'm not meeting your expectation it's like no 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 no. we deserve to have boundaries you know if you work in the corporate world you don't go to the CEO and text him at 9 p.m at night like that's not how the corporate world works and so why would our business we are CEOs why would our business be any different like we we have to to train the um um, the world, you know, of, of how an, an appropriate way to have conversations in our industry, because yeah. it's just not okay. And I, yeah, I absolutely, th- I mean, here's the thing, because we are the CEO, because we did create this business, it's our business baby. We can make it whatever we want. Yes. Like we get to write the rules. We can literally make stuff up that this is the way my business wants to be. This is the way I work. This is my schedule. Literally, we write the rules. And just like you were saying, as long as we have clearly defined boundaries and laid out those expectations up front, we can do whatever. Yes. And it's just communicating that stuff up front. But that is that is the stuff that will protect you in the long run. And I also personally, I think that it uh, makes us look more professional. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, but like you said, it's not ever going to clear the path of everybody. I mean, there's always people that slip through that don't read the stuff that don't care that think they're beyond everything else. But like you said, holding firm to those anyways and not letting yourself get bullied is so important. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's just protecting us you know, because like you said, we are the CEO, it's protecting us so that we can, we can make it in the long run, right? The whole goal is to sustain through our business through the years. And if we don't protect ourselves from that burnout, that's when, you know, we're going to be two, three, four years in and exhausted and just wanting to quit. And what I can tell you is like, most photographers are way too talented to quit. Like I I would say there are the occasional photographers that's like, okay, maybe you probably, you need more practice, whatever. But for the vast majority, like all my students that I interact with, I can assure you, if you're listening, you are too good to quit just because you're exhausted. And so like take these things and, and apply it. And even if you start small of like, okay, what is one boundary that I can put in place this week with my clients that will help me like be the best version of myself. And if that's setting up an autoresponder on your email, then do it. And that way, or, you know, deleting 
email off of your phone. I've done that. And it's amazing to not have email on my phone so that I check my email when I sit down at my desk to work. And, you know, I have work hours just like everybody in the corporate world. And I set that expectation. So, you know, think of one thing that you can do this week to protect your heart, protect your mind, um, and to be able to, you know, sustain this thing. And one other thing that I would say is like, not that I give homework, but like something that I would do if you're (laughs) listening to apply this is like really sit down and think about your why. Think about what it is that makes you, that motivates you, that keeps you going. What is one thing you can do, you know, this month in the month of whatever, March, I don't know, some people are listening to this in November, who knows? Um, But what can you do this month to better yourself and to make your business something that serves you, right? Because we design this thing to be happy. We don't want to be, we don't become business owners to be stuck even more than we would be behind a desk. Like what is, what is a way we can have our business serve us and not the other way around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I have, uh, I guess to put it in a nice little package, five things to creating your sustainable schedule. Perfect. Five steps. Let's hear them. Uh, And we've talked about them all, but just to like recap them, knowing what your capacity is. So really figuring out how much time you're spending with each client. What does that look like? How many can you fit in in a month feasibly? And then putting pen to paper and putting yourself first and not just like the mandatory stuff, but also the stuff you want to be able to say yes to, you know, looking at that dream week and putting your personal life first. Um, And then number three would be including white space. Ideally it's on a weekly basis, which is going to sound really frivolous to some listeners, right? Because they're like, what? Carving out blank time in my calendar every single week. It is going to feel frivolous at first especially for the Enneagram threes in the room. I also am and stopping and pausing and creating empty space on my calendar feels really hard, but it is a practice that will serve you so well once you get used to it. Um, Number four is we've both mentioned this, but creating batch schedules. And even if that is not um, super specific every single day or every single hour, even just generally, you know, like once a week, I'm going to spend three hours writing blog posts. Okay. Or once a month, I'm going to spend three hours and I'm going to plan out my content for the whole month. You know, it can, it can be, um, a little bit of time here and there. It doesn't have to be super rigid if that's not what works for you. Um, and then number five, and we haven't really touched on this yet, but knowing how to put rest in your schedule after you've hustled. So after fall busy season or after summer wedding season, or after you've launched something or whatever planning for it. But here's the thing, going back to the schedule, if you don't mark that time off that rest after your season of hustle, you're not going to like, you're just going to continue to book clients and put stuff there and go on your merry way and you will regret it. So intentionally taking that hot pink Sharpie to your planner or the bold red in your Google calendar and literally blocking off this week, this month, whatever to recover because re-entry from vacation is hard. Re-entry from a season of hustle is also very hard. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Our team takes the whole month of December off because 
it's just brutal in the fall. (laughs) And we know that going into it, that it's going to be hard, but we don't hustle like that all year round because we would not be able to survive. So we hustle hard for three months and then we have an entire month to rest and recuperate so that we're ready to go at the beginning of the year. So I think that is excellent. Those are great, great tips. So Sabrina, tell us if our listeners want to learn more about you, um, you know, follow along, where can they find you? So I am on Instagram at Sabrina Gebhardt Photography. It's a mouthful, but I'm sure Rebecca will share that link. Um, But I spend a lot of time there. Uh, I really love to play in my stories. I do a lot of polls and questions. And like I said, I go live most weeks. Um, And then you can find me online at sabrinagebhardt.com. I've got all kinds of really helpful blog posts that go into little nuggets of, you know, business tips and recommendations. Awesome. And um, tell our listeners about the business blueprint that you had too. I wanted to make sure we're linking it for them. So tell us. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I have um, a free business blueprint for photographers. It is nine steps to either helping start your business, or if you're like, wait a minute, I jumped into business and I skipped a lot of things and it's really feeling hard for me. You can kind of pull back for a minute and do some work to make sure that you are touching on all of these nine things, which will help your business run smoother and be more sustainable and feel like a better fit for you instead of dragging you along. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, we will link all the things for you guys here in the show notes so that you can um, grab that business blueprint. You can follow along uh, Sabrina on Instagram. And yeah, this it's going to be awesome, you guys. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your knowledge and having, you know, sometimes a hard conversation of like caring for ourselves and, and beating burnout. So I know that this is going to be helpful to so many listeners. And I just really appreciate you giving your time to be able to talk through that. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Of course. All right, guys, we are closing out for today. Um, We will see you back next week for another great episode. You guys have a great week. Bye.